Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, good morning. Morning, morning, morning. It's, uh, it's nice still morning. winter, isn't it? It's cold and grey. Yeah, it got, it's got a bit fresh the last couple of days, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. yeah. Not, not unpleasant. We're starting out uh, from Paul's house and we're going to go up there. There's a path near here I want to try. Oh, yeah. Apparently it's an old railway that's been converted. Is, is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds quite convenient. It's called the Park and Walk. That and seems like it might be quite... A, Nice way of getting to Highgate Wood. Oh, God, could, that's a good idea. We could go around Highgate Wood. Well, why don't, listen, let's try it and let's see what see happens. You know, Who knows? The map is not the territory. That's right. And stick with plans. plans there will, there everyone will wants to go to a party. No one wants to wait for the... There will be an adventure. And you've got, you've got a bit of a... It's a bit of a busy day for you, isn't it? You've got Well, do you know off. what? It's a very exciting day. Yeah. Because my, uh, my firstborn, the mighty Bud, yeah. he's 18 today. Wow. Happy birthday. Wow. Yeah. So uh, brilliant. So lovely. Birthday. Incredible. Oh, I just think it's great and so nice to, um, you know, to give her someone. We always talk about how presents are so nice, to, so, so representative, you know? Yeah. I, I hope that he felt seen today as we got him a chess set that's a replica of the Lewis chess set, you know? All oh, right. Ancient, okay. The famous yeah. wow. historical one. And he, we got him an oboe because it's about to get his grade eight so he's always you know incredible awesome mind you an oboe is about the same price as a small family car so yeah yeah happy birthday mate yeah i hope you feel seen <laughs> you've seen this bank statement <laughs> <laughs> framed <laughs> oh, amazing 18 yeah it's a bit of a it's one of those isn't it for a parent as it's, well isn't it i moment. can't believe he's 18 sort of thing yeah that's right yeah i think also as is becoming clear in our house, he's the steady saying good one. So we'll go, oh, yeah, he's 18. Right. It's really just a difference on paper. No real change there. And then it'll happen with Daisy and she'll go, yeah. she'll change heads overnight and disappear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it all happened so fast. How about wow. you? How's your week? It's been good. Yeah, I've just been busy. I did a gig last night. Where was that? What was it that? was near. Tell it. It was in Solly Hull. Um, so it was a bit of a late night. So it was one of those gigs that was just amazing. It was just yeah. a village hall. It feels like, for me, I've reached the sort of... It wasn't for Harvey Hawkins, was it? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a gig for him tonight. Uh, 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 Noel, Noel Village Hall. The fact that I got the promoter from uh, Paul's description of the gig yeah. kind of tells you what lovely gigs they are, really. Well, it's kind of like... Obviously, as you, get, as you get a bit older as a comic, it's like some guys do the cruises. I don't want to do the cruises. Yeah. Some guys do corporates. I'm not really suitable for corporates. I don't get booked for many. And now I just sort of say, unless you're paying me crazy money, I'm not going to do them. Yeah, yeah. So I don't do any corporates. <laughs> uh, Come on, guys. Where's that crazy yeah, money? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I am loving the village hall circuit. Yeah, yeah. And let's face it, there's a lot of village halls in the country. Well, it's a demographic thing as well, isn't it? It's, we're saying that comedy's come back post-lockdown. People are very directional. They love their comedy. And when it comes down to it, you know, no reflection on you or us, but you get... 
You get grown-ups, you get a grown-up crowd. Yeah, you it's get old people settled, not old people, older people. Yeah, and it's they know they've been to comedy before. Yeah. They sell the place out, they all know each other. Yes. They're just kind of 10% up the road of being relaxed, yes. wanting it to be good, having a basic uh, frame of reference that you can tap into. Yeah, it's sort they're, of... They're uh, ideal audiences. It's amazing. The sort of Obviously, it's area-dependent, but they do seem a bit kind of friendlier, sort of upper-working, lower-middle-classy, less-pretentious. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. There's something about it that... I, I mean, it was just... It was just a really good gig last night. <laughs> you know. It was like distracting as a man came the other way wearing a headband and their AirPods air and chatting to someone on the phone as a toddler cried yeah. into the trees as uh, two mums with gazed other babies. In, oh, gazed in awe <laughs> at, at these idiots with headsets. Yeah, that's right. It was really all happening. Yeah. So, ten square feet of park and walk with all, all of human life is here. I do. So who else was on? Who other It was... To be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> I felt like a day 20 when I was comparing. Right, yeah, I did. It was lovely. And then there was uh, a guy on before me who, uh, whose name temporarily escapes me. And Joseph Enright was on first. Yes. So, you know, a nice quality bill. Yeah, yeah. If I said to him this morning, because he, te- he emailed me, just saying, you know, invoices in the post, whatever. Yeah. And I uh, said, if I could just gig for you three times a week everything would be lovely do you know what I mean? yeah but of course, to, of course you'd have to live there and it is a bit of travelling he's only about, he's only got about half a dozen gigs yeah but it is it's a nice treat sprinkled through once a year yeah and how about you what have you been what have you been up to oh yesterday I did uh, Stephen Max round table oh right it's yeah. always a pleasure you know yeah Steve's an old friend now and uh, I love talking about the music and in fact the actual music end of things is interesting because I realise now that I'm just much more engaged with and clued up on new music releases right. than I would have been when I first started to do that show. Right, okay. Between so it forces you to sort of keep abreast of it a little bit. Yeah, well, I used to just turn up and enjoy talking about it, but now since I've started writing about running this into music, collecting more and more songs to run to and doing my running tracks radio hour, yeah. You know, we're, we're reviewing new records, and uh, that's great, I, I'd already that? heard two of them. Yeah, that's without, fantastic. Now, you know what I mean? So that's fantastic. I mean, it's, just, yeah. oh, it's good for my imposter syndrome, as I uh, mm. put inverted commas in the air, DJ. Yeah. Um, and it was particularly nice yesterday, talking of being with your people. It was me, Amy May, Steve, obviously, and Paul from Orbital. All oh, right. Okay, I never well. met. Wow. But um, I'm yeah. about to be very distracted because, look, they did it. They cut down the hairy oak. Even Ooh. though loads of people said, please don't. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, yeah, some more. Well, I don't were, know the whole story, but People were camping sake, in that tree, weren't they? If a whole bunch of people say, please don't cut down this tree, I'd really like to know why they had to do it. I'm sure you maybe someone why. will get in touch and say, no, there's a very good reason it was the danger to life. But you just feel like it's going to be someone with a form saying, oh, it's a government, a government decision. And a decision well, let's, I, mean, the, I mean, they're heavily pruning the Parkland Wall, aren't they? All the time. But, uh, oh, they did it. It's gone. That's really annoying. Sorry we didn't come down, although I'm sure it wouldn't have helped. Damn it. Yeah. R.I.P. Harry Oak. Mm. Not good. Yeah. I think, uh, surely they could have moved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've moved a couple of hairy oaks in my time. That's, that's not too complicated a job. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just a nice girl. I know Amy LeMay. I say, me and Steve go way back. I've never met Paul from Orbital. And frankly, quite a big fan. Yeah, of course. I was ready to absolutely fan up bit on of him. Gushing, bit of gushing going on with her. Yeah, cause, well, yeah, so what was quite lucky is that, obviously, he's really nice easygoing guy but also just so much in common we just immediately Amy asked about, about running and uh, he, he said oh you run I, he got into running in lockdown right and like, I hadn't really done it before yeah and he said I was running in lockdown listening to podcasts and I was like I was running in lockdown listening to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> Orbital is a really key chapter in my book it's uh, the chapter is about running it's about Orbital. Yeah. And about running a South Sea Park Run 
in 2019. So it's like a snapshot of pre-lockdown life. Yeah. And uh, tying in with this whole what we used to dance to, what we now run to. You know what I mean? Yes. This, uh, the cycle of it all. Yeah, and the connections from the 90s to the turn of the 2020s, which, of course, was a very strange time indeed. And it was, it's late on in the book because the book's in chronological order, but it was, it was one of the first stories I wrote. So, anyway. So it was lovely to meet him and then find that perhaps unsurprisingly, even <laughs> apart from anything else, even though to me he's a pop star from my youth, he is, of course... Pretty much the same age. He's only a couple of years yes, older than yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. 1990. But yeah. That makes all the difference. But uh, yeah, and talking about living in London, living in Brighton. Um, what in common? Electronic yeah. music. Yeah. Doing yoga with Adrienne. You know. So, on the other, on the other hand, it was kind of like, it was like a surreal, accidental, yet completely true, uh, drinking in pubs with all your old mates, you know? Yeah, that's nice, isn't that's, it? Uh, well, that's, that's when you not know just you're on the radio, but because we yeah. went to the pub afterwards and drank. But that's when you know you're in the right environment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Exactly. You land with yeah. people. Oh, that sounds good. I so mean, are you, are you getting more into music? Because is there any sort of kids crossover as well? Do your kids turn you? Absolutely. Flip, flip the trip. Yeah, and it's so new, interesting. Any new bangers? Do your kids love music or anything? Oh yeah, no, they, they really like it. But they're are they very different to each other. They just like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like I'll find them, they're really into like house and stuff, but then I'll find them at three in the morning listening to Ed Sheeran with their mates, you know, and it's all yeah. a bit embarrassing. Yeah. But, but not, not to me, it's to them. Good, yeah, you know? No, but the thing about it is I think, you know, if you're into it, that's great. But also the nature of contemporary music is such, you know, people can get really excited about a contemporary band, but it's a bit like the way you don't get much water cooler culture with TV yeah is that all music is available to all the youngsters all the time yes the disadvantage is it's very hard for them to have a band of a generation like right yeah. like different generations might have had I don't know Oasis or um, Punk yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, but on the other hand I was saying the other day I came downstairs and uh, could hear my daughter's voice in the bathroom she's singing a Cocteau twin song from, oh, like, no. turn, from 1990. Oh, I, like I, I don't even know she knew that song, let alone knew the words. I mean, what are the words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the no, words. Oh, that's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're very different, the kids. They, Daisy's all over it, all different things and very, not completely, it's really interesting and diverse. A lot of contemporary, but a lot of kind of older indie as well, you know? Yeah. And then Bud... I mean, he's, you know, he writes orchestral music, plays the oboe. He's really into film scores. And just, you know, he loves Tchaikovsky. Right. But, yeah. so... Just your average 18-year-old. Yeah, just like all yeah. the other ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he... Listen to Tchaikovsky playing, playing chess. He knows, yeah. just, you know, they're all doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, he recommends... A, Listeners to the Running Church Radio, I will know. Right. He often recommends songs, and they tend to be like, uh, yeah, like soundtrack stuff. Yeah. Which can be so exciting. And, uh, but he loves a bit of rock and roll as well, you know. Yeah. He came home the other day. He's listening to, what's it called? Uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Yeah. And uh, he sent me a song this week by a contemporary band that absolutely rocks. So I think, frankly, they're just so yeah, eclectic. Um, eclectic and three-dimensional. Yeah. It's wonderful. It makes me happy. And like you say, inspires me. I do yeah. think, even as someone who absolutely loves music, looking back now, I came over a bump. You know, in my 30s when I could have drifted into just really listening only to the records I already had right, in yeah. my life to that point, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's harder when you're older to listen to yeah, new to music. Keep, keep it going, yeah. I think I've developed the skill again, but it was rusty. And then, so exciting. Yeah, it's sort of... I get lost in sort of chat stuff, podcast stuff. But yeah, I, I listen to a lot of classic or 
capital extra as I as I race back into town. Yes. You know, so oh, nothing but, like but, a good bit of <laughs> friendly rate, song choice yeah. late at night. Yeah, yeah. I used to have such a thing when I came uh, along the A40. I'd always go to uh, to Magic. Yeah. And just, you know, you kind of see the, just, the BT Tower, which I nearly called the Post Office Tower, just then, which is telling. Just to take uh, you home. Just Magic yeah, to right. take you in. If yeah. you leave me now, <laughs> yeah. take away the biggest part of me. And I'm raining right out in Georgia. Raining out Do-do-do. I think that's nearly all their records. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. The rotation's not that, not that strong on Magic well, it's and great, Smooth, is it? Great, yeah. great, um, uh, uh, great. Uh, shout out to our friend Tom Price. We love yeah. Magic. Oh, 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 loving Tom. Oh. Loving Tom, friend of the show. <laughs> so yeah, that was what I was doing so yesterday. Nice, it was an exciting day yesterday because we were shaping up for the uh, birthday. Yeah, I went to the crazy. Diagonally shop where the oboe to pick up the oboe. Yeah. Um, and then when I went out, this guy I saw this guy, a homeless guy with a, he was walking with a stick. Yeah. In traffic. Right. He's walking across the road at King's Cross. I thought, oh, I hope this guy's okay. And he walked straight to me. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "All right, me." Where's he from? Bad. Hello there, fella. Nice top. And he he, he had a a top with writing on it. And he told me a joke based on what it said on my top. Oh, nice. And then I said, oh, okay. I'm wearing a Joy Division t-shirt as well. He told me a joke based on that. Right. And he told me he just hopped along. Noisy, noisy, sick. Oh, very friendly. Smiley face, fella. A lot of energy there. And uh, Was this Jason Byrne? (laughs) It was Jason Byrne's dad. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) And... uh, he told me, like, well, I was reminded, I've told you this before, um, Bob Monkhouse's story about Frank Carson. Right. And he said, I saw Frank Carson in the London Underground. I was on the up elevator. He was on the down elevator. I said hello, and he, he told me eight jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, comics, it was like that. He just told Barry me Cry, yeah. half a dozen jokes on yeah. the way to the... Uh, and he was just, and he was just a bloke. He was lovely, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, obviously, just he, a bloke standing in front of a guy, yeah, asking tell, him to give him some money him for jokes. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's happened, Paul Overdone? This is bad. I'm gonna die. Oh my God, there's a risk. He's gone on top Rob, of the wall. Rob scaled the wall. I didn't realise it got this high so quickly. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Look up at me and we'll get, give an idea of exactly how high I am. Oh! It wasn't the bullets, really it was high. beauty killed the beast. Really high. So, so that sounds good. Yeah, so I gave him a big... It's always good, a little interaction like full that. of cash. Yeah. And then I got to central London, crossing the road, and a guy in a suit with silver hair said, that's a famous person, it's Rob Deering. <laughs> I don't know who he was, I felt like he was taking the mickey. I mean, anyway, it, that, what I'm saying is that does that happen. Yeah. Well, you've had a nice little moment. It was all, the whole... Yeah. I'm glad we're doing this today, because I feel like... All of life is currently heightened. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't take much to cheer one up, does it? No. So it's, I'm still amazed by how vacuous I can be in terms of just getting cheered up. It's like yesterday was quite a tough day, really, around the house. Rudy, bless him, is slightly in the doldrums because he's left university and he's in that freelance creative world and yeah, it's hard to establish yourself and yeah. self-doubt and stuff and just time to think about it too much time too much time to think yeah. and it's uh, and it can drag you down is it because you, obviously you're so involved with your kids yeah. and so that was quite just quite challenging you know yeah and then Manchester United beat Barcelona yeah and they have a great gig uh, everything's good again, <laughs> it's, isn't it? <laughs> you know I mean? But it is. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Though how no, you think you're some kind of spiritual kind of uh, you know equanimity has been established. I think it's so fair know. enough as well. I think there's a real tricksterish um, a facet to negative emotions, right? Which is that they will always pretend to you that this is just how it is. That's interesting. And that's how you always feel, you know? Yes, that's It's a bit like politicians. Yeah. The way they always say, well, this has to happen. There's no other way. It's like, that's because you decided that. That's not... Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always yeah. different ways to do things. Yeah. You could fund the NHS. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could. 
It's not we can't or we mustn't or there's no way that can happen. It's we've decided not to. Um, but yeah, I got, got political there. But, but it's that same energy when you're feeling low. You just think, well, this is it. I mean, not, yes, this, this is, is not an emotion. This, this is, is my state. This a is a natural response to I've, life. I've finally stands. reached reality and this is yeah. it. But that's the magic of running is, in a way, it's lovely to do a gig or get recognised in the street and that will give you a hit. Yeah. But the nice thing about running is that sense that that sense of equanimity. Yeah. Yeah, it can really give you joy. But I find it just... You can steady the ship. It just steadies the ship, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It puts you at one remove from all those highs and lows. Yeah. It just reminds you that whatever you happen, whatever you think, whatever your blooming head is saying, your body is just moving on yeah. through the universe. And, and also, same old, same old. And also that thing of like... I think just being aware of how you talk to yourself about yourself. It's yeah. like, you know, I spend a lot of time in my life for various reasons giving people little pep talks and putting yes. things in perspective and reframing things, but yeah. I do it for loads of people. Yes. And it's just like, what would, what would, what you would I say to me? What would you say to you? Yeah, yeah, that's you know right. I mean? Instead of like, oh, whatever, here we are, this is how it is, blah, blah. Yeah. Just like, you know, that distance. <laughs> just, just look after yourself a little yeah, bit, yeah, you know. Yeah. Treat yourself with the same respect that you do with other people. Taste you know? of your own medicine, as it yeah. were, but in a good yeah. way. Yeah. I'll give you a taste of your own medicine. I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah, is that what you want? Can we have a look in here? I was going to look into the pond for tadpoles, and there wasn't even really a pond. Oh, my God. That's not a happy pond. That's grubby, is it? isn't it? It's a muddy puddle. It is a muddy puddle. I love that song. So, yeah. <laughs> Are we walking? It is a muddy puddle. <laughs> Oh, let's walk up the hills. Yeah, I can, as, I can, as I can have my walkers. My, uh, <laughs> my calves a little bit that, strainy. That that's a yapping dog, isn't it? Um, yeah, that dog it's nice, this park from Walk and uh, Highbury. Fit, uh, see, let's there see what Highbury Woods be, is there like. It does seem to be a route, doesn't it? Yeah. I could, it does seem to take you quite naturally to it. This is Queenswoods or in there. Yeah. Qu oh, Queenswoods. Oh, yes. Like We've I'm never been here before every week of our lives. No. Thank for we the should, last five We should years. come here. We should do this. <laughs> That's another feeling, actually. It's always the same barking dog. Talking of uh, my son, although to be fair, I think he's really cracked this. This is something from a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's not him. He's just the lens into it. Yeah. I know I do this a lot. Yeah. And I think people all do this. Is when you experience something, uh, uh, when you really do try something new and do something yeah. with other people, there's always this temptation that... He's like, good, we've, we've had a look at this, and what we should do is we'll come back and do it. Right. And you say, and we, we in our family, we laugh at it, we joke, we say, we should do this. Yeah. Because it's a way of not quite yes. recognising the moment. You know, what, yeah. what you have to then say to yourself is, we are doing we're it. We're doing it, yes. And we're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. so tempting to think, yeah, this is good, this is good. I'll come back another day and I'll really enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how easy as a human Let's it is just stay in it. to think that way, to, yeah. to go to the South Bank and watch a film at the BFI and think, I'd like to be the kind of person who, who does, does that. It's yeah. like, there yeah. you are. <laughs> it's happening now. Yeah. Running's like that as well. It's, a, it's, like, it's basically a sophisticated angle on imposter syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But I think maybe as we get older... I think it's, uh, I think it's like... In a moment. I think Dear Rude is in that thing where he's really good feels really home with his mates who are like b-boys sort of street dance kids yeah and that's quite a, that's quite a specific social niche you know yeah he's very very good at dancing and editing yes and he's not that good at meeting people who he doesn't know and impressing them with his social skills yeah yeah he's just not it's just different you know he yeah. can be very polite and stuff but he hasn't got that he didn't go through university. He didn't have that confidence. Yeah. It's that high ego, low self-esteem thing that a lot of performers get. Yes, that's right. And the trouble is, as a performer, and this, even though Buddy's completely different than something, you, you, there are ways people think you're so confident because you've got gregarious or you put yes, yourself out yeah. there. And people aren't necessarily... It's not to do with self-assurance. It's to do with who they are and where they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can have as much doubt as the next person. And you can do it. It's like Rudy can... You know, go on a train journey for 200 miles, get out, Sorry, go to... No, daffodils. Daffodils in the woods. You can go to a leisure centre and do a, do a dance battle with people he's never met. Yeah, and just enjoy it. And, like and enjoy home. it and do well. And, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. 
and he can feel extremely comf- confident in that environment. But then you need to help him craft a really simple text message inquiring about a possible job. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. that that thing with your kids, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, as a grown-up, you want to say, obviously, he needs a toolkit for dealing with that. But the complicated thing is also, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's allowed, because the other thing is that people, funny enough, she's... <laughs> older I was just about to say she's as old as the hills that's not a polite thing to say right. but I'm um, listening to Joan Bakewell the other day yes and she was talking about you know coming from uh, a kind of quite uh, fractured or almost non-existent background you know what right. I mean she yeah. came from a sort of unhappy situation she learned to speak took elocution lessons you know what I mean so she's right. quite kind of rootless yeah and then when she came into, I don't know, London, the BBC, whatever. She's like, everyone was so confident except me. And it's so funny to hear her saying that in her, what, late 80s? Someone seems so confident, yeah. And it's like, I'm sure there's some truth in that, but of course, of course everyone else seems confident. Yeah. Because you can't see their doubts. Yes. I'm trying to get that, I'm trying to get that message to them as well. Yeah, because people people haven't got it together like you think they have, you know. Everyone's bluffing to a certain extent. Yeah, particularly in these days of social media, it's amazing how successful we can, I mean, we know we are no we know comedians who you know you see them online and you think oh here we go again they're amazing yeah, yeah and then you yeah. see them at gigs and they're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm miserable <laughs> oh you see them <laughs> on telly reason. and you find yourself shouting at the screen going chancer chancer yeah that's a nothing but a chancer that's a different message yeah <laughs> scoundrel <laughs> dad step away from the telly oh, you're ridiculous he's broken the telly <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just want to you know, this, he's, he's sort of, he's like, am I going to be able to ever afford to leave the house and get all this? You just want to be able to say, tell him, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be know? okay. It's going right. to be okay. And they also, to a certain extent, all, all sort of fetishise me and Ra to a certain extent in terms of the relationship or... or they, they, they don't, um, and that's because they, they haven't seen the tough times. They haven't yeah, seen the yeah, times yeah. when the relationship's been hanging by your thread. That's right. Do you know what I mean? They've seen, they've seen, the, they've seen us row, but they've seen a lot of good years. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They think this is how it started. Yeah. Whatever, and again, you know. that's a, it's a natural human thing, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. think that's something I think when people are having trouble, I think we talked about this in the Q&A, but to come back to is that when you feel like you're not loving your running, and you think back to how great it was before. Yeah. You're probably slightly romanticizing how great it was before. Not yeah. even romanticizing, it's just that we naturally edit out the bumps and yeah. keep the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, which is great, that's a natural way to be. But you can't then use that as a negative against yourself. Absolutely not. It's, sorry, no. I keep stopping getting pictures no, of flowers because no, it's, 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 it's wonderful it's it's, to be done. We said it's winter. There's, there's snowdrops, are there? Snowbells. Snowdrops, bird exactly. bells. And um, there's no leaves on the trees and it's cold and grey, but they're. The flowers are telling a story of spring. These are gorgeous. Really nice. Um, yeah, and the other thing as a parent is, is feeling simultaneously like you have to offer that and that, you, that they can't take it from you and you get that, you know what I mean? Yes. It's yeah. so, you tell them a simple thing like, your friends are probably have doubts too. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, they don't, they just <laughs> and then you just it. have to repeat it, and then sooner or later, they're going to see that for themselves, and they go, on, 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 "Now I get it." You know, but you can't get it till you get it. That's true of all. And also, also like, they don't even know what's happening with within their own family. Like other, you know, like the brothers and sisters have problems that they don't even know about yeah, because yeah. there's just always stuff going on, you know. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's just being young, isn't it? It's just Absolutely. being young. It's like, yeah, but when you were my age, you were this. That. It's like. Don't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This it's so nice, difficult. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so. It's we've got all kinds of, you know, uh, I don't know, internal pathways that I think we've evolved to help us develop and become who we want to be. But it's so easy to just turn them against ourselves. Yeah. Uh, don't do that. Yeah. If you can't be your own best friend, then, you know, yeah. you just got to try and be good to yourself. And it takes loads of work. He was saying, uh, do you think I've put myself in a box because I want to do dancing and editing? I was like, no. Yeah, no. you just got you to be determined and hustle and have faith in it. And it's just, yeah. You know. It's great to find great to know what you want to do at your age. Yeah. Philip Larkin said, there's two things in life that are equally difficult. Finding what you want to do and doing, and doing it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you know what you want to do, <laughs> yeah. you're halfway there. Yeah. But of course, the second half is a nightmare. 
<laughs> I think if he was in this generation, he'd also say finding somewhere to live. I think that's a big thing yeah, about this yeah. generation in terms of yeah. uncertainty. We never, I don't know about you when you were establishing yourself, but I never considered, I just assumed that I'd rent somewhere and find somewhere to live. Yes. I didn't think about it. No. And, and then you didn't have to because that happened. Yeah, because it, it happened yeah. and... And this generation seems to be having to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's pretty massive, you know. Yeah, completely. Where am I going to be? So that's a tricky one. Yeah. It is because, you know, the kind of thing, talking about things, life choices and stuff, you want to be here in London. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Although, having said that, maybe, oh, I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. I have got here, do you see this sticking out of my pocket? Yes. These are last few questions from the Q&A. All right, okay, well, we can do some of that. We can do some of that. Now, you see, I looked through, and I found the ones we had an answer. And quite interesting, you know, new angles. Yeah. And then there was one good question that came in after I'd collated. Right. So, uh, yeah. Q&A part three? Yeah, we can do that, yeah. There's only three. Questions and answers. Questions. Answering answers. your questions. Q&As. Q&A part three. Another three days. Q's and A's. Q&A part three. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Look, so. There's one. Here we go. It's the morning of a marathon, but you realise you've forgotten your running kit. Oh, no. Fortunately, the local fancy dress shop is open. Thank goodness. What outfits are you buying? Craig Moran. Thanks, Craig. Good question. Thank Great Craig. question. Good question, Craig. You know... Good question. I think... That I saw and ignored on the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got no strong feelings about well, it. Well, I mean, this is definitely on a, on a platform of... We're two people who would never run in fancy dress. Like, why, no, why, no, why no, would that happen? What are you doing? No. But having said that, I've got a strange... I do have a bit of a psychological connection with cosplay. Right. And I think I get it when people do it because... The thing is, I would take it very seriously. Yes, that's. I think you want think, it to kind of be your actual. Clothes. I think you probably would. Yeah. When I first started going on stage, can we at go Christmas, down there? Dressed as Father Christmas. Yes. And the audience didn't go, "Hooray!" Rob's made the effort. They started going, "Yeah, so, but yeah, but whatever, yeah." It made me so good. It's Christmas, yeah. And I nearly took it on. I nearly made it my act that everywhere I went, I'd come on dressed as like in a classic outfit. Yes. I wanted to buy myself a space suit. And a cowboy outfit. I'm, I'm reminded of one of Peter Kay's first appearances doing stand-up on the telly where he just wore a lion suit and didn't reference it. Yes, very nice. Yeah. yeah. And Ashton B wore a lion suit when we did the uh, Raw with Laughter at the apartment. Right. And she said, people are going to love this. And I was like, I've got a Christmas story <laughs> to tell you. I think you're overestimating our joie de vivre. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I wanted to get a space suit and take it off bit by bit, you know, you like unscrew the gloves and the right, helmet. Yeah. And just gradually, I always picture this happening on the stage at the Manchester Comedy Store, doing all my jokes and stuff, and just gradually getting out of this space suit, tidily stacking it up at the back of the stage, normal clothes on underneath. Yeah, nice. Yes, like to get it, to the yeah. end of the set, and then just as an afterthought, say, so, you know, I should do a joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But anyway, so the short answer is a superhero. Because yes. I could pretend I was just dressing up and being silly. But actually, yeah. I love putting on, <laughs> yeah. um, what's it called, structured, uh, like or equivalent. And uh, going for a run, it makes you feel powerful and strong. So I'd go as Superman or Mr. Incredible. I'd probably... I, I, ideally, in this Henry Cavillish, a uh, Justice League, realistic Superman costume as possible. That's, uh, that's a good answer. Yeah. I'd probably go... Dressed as an Olympic marathon runner. Nice. I'd probably try and find some shorts and vest. Yeah, yeah. Get like those guys doing one one eight, one one eight. Yeah, do go one one eight, one one eight. Yeah, good. Basically, try and ignore the premise of the question as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And find a, find a running kit. Again, you commit to it. You, know, you, got, you got silky shorts and a singlet. Yeah. And then you should actually grow your yeah. hair, big handlebar moustache. We should. Someone should blackmail us or offer a load of money for charity and make us do this. Really, Our discomfort would be part of it. I'm really... I don't know why, because I see myself as a, as a fun person. Maybe I'm not, but I'm really <laughs> not a fan of fancy dress. Just serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's, a, it's questions of... Oh, it connects to... Sorry, mate. It connects to what we were saying about 
where one is confident, where one isn't in regard to Rudy. Because, uh, yeah. you know, some people need this stuff and we don't need it. And that's yes. why we don't yeah. trust it. Yeah. Other true. people look at what we do and think, it terrifies me. Yeah. So, you know. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Run that way and it's up to you. It's up to you. Yeah, let, let, let's run that one just back about the way we came. Go, go. Yeah, so just a little bit more about cosplay. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I've got no problem with the. Uh... Sure, all right. Do you, do, you, do you need us to get? Do we need to do anything? Okay. Take yeah, care, no, man. Good no luck. No trouble. Good luck, mate. That was an eye opener, is it? You probably couldn't pick up that guy. That was quite a but, uh, quite surreal. It's very strange. Sort of absurd scenario, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the guy. Um, we alighted from the we alighted Paul from just the went to the loo. Yeah. And while he was in there, I was waiting, and the guy came in, gave me a big smile. And he went back out, and, and uh, he came back, and he, him and his wife were in the in the woods, and she was lying on the ground, like uh, prone, thought, like prone. And, Unconscious, uh, yeah. We thought, you know, is she okay? And he's like, yeah, she's, it, she's having a, she's had an epileptic fit and she's coming out of it, you know. And uh, just what an interesting, you know, he obviously was not worried about it. She, you could see that she was recovering. She's kind of some slightly moving ahead. And yeah, uh, as we said, I don't think I've ever met a guy more calm and indeed good-natured about his wife's epileptic fit. Yeah, he was, he was so chilled out, wasn't he? He was proud of her. He was saying yeah. she could stay home yes. and not go for a run. It's amazing. And then she yeah. wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, instead, she's getting on with her life. And, At one and then point every I couple did, of weeks, something like this happens. At one point, I did nearly laugh though when he said she's got a, a lot of get up and go which was like completely prone <laughs> yeah that's on right. the floor there was certain ironies going was this but uh incredible well, person an incredible wife i mean yeah it happens every, every he reckoned every 12 days or so yeah, it's just yeah. like something that he, he can see building up yeah at which point they go for a long run yeah yeah <laughs> i notice you've got to this you've got to take in the mickey out of it pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> Defence mechanism. Well, the, well, they, he seemed pretty. Yeah, he was he pretty seemed jolly, ultra true. relaxed about it. Yeah, which was nice for us because we were pretty worried. Well, my mate, <laughs> my mate, uh, one of my best mates, gets epileptic fits. Yeah, it can be pretty dangerous if you're in the wrong environment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's You've got a, to be careful. It's the, the sharp objects and control as much yeah. as yeah. <laughs> Gosh, what a thing. Yeah, that was... I don't feel like talking about fancy dress anymore. No, that was... Uh, Even though I was going to tell my mum first. It was an undeniably absurd moment. Yeah. yeah. And he, t- he said, he'd, there's no point calling an ambulance. He seemed... Yeah, yeah. He was just going to... They were going to get up and walk home and... Yeah. And he'd tell her about what had happened in an hour or so. Clearly part of, part of their, their day-to-day life. It must be extremely discombobulating. Yes. Oh, and he was such a... He gave me such a friendly... Um, 
smile, but even before we saw what was going on, which is nice because um, I have to say this slightly sausage because of the overtaking. But honestly, that even now lockdown is in some ways a distant memory. I still feel like a lot of these older people walking dogs in Highgate Woods specifically. There's a bit of they hate me. You're still getting a bit of <laughs> a bit of vibe off it. Yeah. I was just standing, just standing outside that cafe. Kept smiling at people because I'm standing there because the dogs come and like have yeah. a look at you and sniff around your knees and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, hello, mate. Give the give the owner hello, a big mate. smile, and she looks at me like I murdered her family. Yeah. That happens a lot here. It's reflexive, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of the fear was strong, wasn't it, for some people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I think it taps in with a workaday, day-to-day disapproval of runners. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe men. I mean, runners. I mean, I'm really runners versus dog walkers. Let's not make it another, another marmite, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of room for all of us. And we, on the day with a little bit of rain like today, beautiful. It's, it's just us. It's just dog walkers and runners. Both, it's us. Yeah. Let's I be mean, out here together. We're a long way from the huffers and puffers days. We're on the exact spot where it happened. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> huffers and the huffers and the puffers. That's what I call them. <laughs> and, 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 and we joked about it at uh, wetlands the other day, but. Yeah. It's completely absurd. You can't run around there. I mean, there was groups of school kids just skipping and chatting and laughing, as you'd want it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's complete nonsense. It's crazy talk. Let it go. Let it go, Paul. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, and I find, like you would say, people are... It's interesting because there isn't a uh, (laughs) pandemic to throw it into focus. I I just get a bit sulky sometimes because because I feel really guilty about it, but I just don't like it when anyone gives me a dirty look. Yeah. I think if you're elderly... And you find day-to-day life kind of scary. And uh, that leads to you giving me a really evil look. Yeah. I have to say, on paper, I respect that. I get it. Yeah. But in practice, I yeah. can't stand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a nice guy. It's and I'm not. And I'm also, I'm not... It's um, unnecessary. I'm not getting all up in anyone's face. It makes yeah. it sound like I'm going around saying, Hey, everyone, Rob doing Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a friendly fellow. Yeah, yeah. That's not happening. So let's be clear on that. But mainly, I need to just get over it. That not every, not all strangers are friends you haven't met yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I like to say? Some strangers. I like are to say that's friends. their problem, not my problem. That's yeah. what I say loudly in their face. In the, yeah, that's it's your yeah. problem, not my problem. That's the thing because we're both so relaxed about it. Yeah. The fact that I'm breathing into your face <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> okay. Is your problem? Okay. No, but it's uh, it was. The height of it was, was a, you know, Pardon me. three years ago, whatever, but it drifted into 2021, late 2021, didn't it? Yeah. But the, the sort of little visual trig- triggers and hangovers of those times every, everywhere, isn't everywhere, there? There yeah. just is, you know, just so. Uh, yeah, I was at the know. BBC the other day and there was a hand dryer that Hello, said, mate. this hand dryer's not working at the moment because of COVID. I was like, yeah, it's, Wait, time, what? What? it's time to let that go, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that excuse has got to, <laughs> got to go. Questions and answers. Q&A. Q&A. Even though it's COVID, we're still doing the Q&As. <laughs> what would your best piece of advice be for while at Run to the Stones? For, for while Run to, for Run to, be for, be for Run to yeah, the Stones. What would your best piece of advice be for while at Race to the Stones? While at Race to the Stones. It, it will be, be my, my first, first ultra. ultra. Emma Percy. Thanks, Emma. Good well, question. I, I mean, like... I should obviously go first. Yeah. Very little training. <laughs> Incredible optimism. I won't bother with all that feeding on the run baloney. I mean... Just rock up with a dream in your heart and a song to your step. And before too long, blood in your urine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> set, off, set off too fast because you're feeling good. Yeah. And then expect, aim for a hot day, especially if it's a hot day. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think on a cold day... I don't think you'd have run like a dream on a cold day, do you? No, I, I think it would have been a bit different, but no, you're right. You're right. So maybe you should take this one. Oh, okay. As soon well, as you actually did all the preparation. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think that's the lesson. Oh, thank you. Ironically. Sorry about that. Thanks very much. Oh, that was... See, they were See, great. I feel guilty because they were nice. Oh, they're great. They're great. But you know why? They fancied us. <laughs> really fancied no, us. No, it's because we're in Queenswood. Oh, they're, they're wolf whistling right Stop now. Stop it. They're chasing us. I'm not affiliated with him. <laughs> he says just as if. I'm not affiliated with him. So, yeah, actually, from this distance, the lesson you can take from 
both of us is preparedness is key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that that runs, for me, that runs right to the very core of the thing. It is just, it's, and there's a, the concept kind of applies to anything big and long and new, like a marathon or whatever. It's basically, it's going to take you by surprise at some level, or even if it doesn't take you by surprise, you're going to go to a place you've never been to. Yeah. So. Is it in Wiltshire? Yeah, I've never been Wiltshire. to Wiltshire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking metaphorically. Yeah, I, I know. Oh my God. Um, but it, it, so you need to absolutely um, reduce the possibility, reduce the unknowns. Yes. As far down as you possibly can, so that when the unknown actually arrives, you can think, well, I was pretty much ready for this. It, it is like that. Uh, it is like there's some things you know, there's some things you don't know, there's some things you don't know, you don't know. Yes, yes. It is like that. That's key. And I, I think my imposter syndrome really helped because yeah. when it comes down to it, I did have a suitable fitness yeah, yeah. for the race of the stones and doing it was well within my power. But I did not assume that that was the case. Quite the opposite. Yeah. I thought I'm going to have to find a way of surviving this ridiculous thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then it gets very subtle because I'm reading up on training. Yes, do the training, get the miles in. The most key thing for doing the weekender was long runs on consecutive days. Yeah. Which is, I did twice in the run-up. And uh, it was just fantastic for what, my experience. What sort of, and two, sort of two, two 20s? Sort of I think thing. I did two 16s right. in, in, in 48 hours. Yeah. And then two 20s or 20-ishes. Yeah, right. And, yeah. uh, and also, I worked towards those. They were quite late on. And I did them on... I ran in places that were going to be similar underfoot. Right. I ate and drank things that I was yeah. going to be dr- eating oh, and drinking. Yeah, in the day. You really prepared. <laughs> I did. You really and the thing did. is, it's all psychological. Yeah? yeah. So you find out. I did that. I remember doing that long run and eating something. I ate some kind of nutty cereal bar. That I thought, I can't have that. It's too claggy and dry. Yeah. And I had to malt loaf and thought, oh, yeah, that works. And that's all useful stuff. Yeah. But fun, much more uh, subconsciously. You just come back from that thinking, you've done that, you know, yes. you've, you've yeah, got yeah. an experience you can lean back on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that is absolutely huge. And, and I actually sent to Emma this, uh, hi, Emily Hallett's blog. Do you remember her friend Emily wrote a blog when she did the race list? Yes, yes. And it's a good blog, I think. The thing about it is, it's good that she wrote it and it's well written because it could be anyone's experience. If you've got a friend who's done it, talk to them. But get them to give you a blow by blow because her blog was just such a useful physical, practical, emotional map of the journey. Yeah. And it did exactly what we're talking about. There's big bits. For just for one example, it wasn't the only bit. Well, it's a couple of things. The first, and this is all on the second day, so this will be exciting for you to find out. The first rest stop yeah. on the second day is a detour. Right. You have to turn left. And run about a kilometre, and then go and get you all your, yeah, you know your, all your cola stuff. and all that stuff, yeah, and then run back, and it's all fine because you know that's part it's of all the, factored into you won't have run far enough if you don't do that. But it takes away the journey aspect. Yeah, so yes. you've got to if you just if someone just introduces that concept to you at sixty kilometres, it's going to smile. Like, what we're doing going over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if someone's told you it's going to happen, it's just not a problem. It just negates yeah. it. Yeah. And that's the kind of energy you're looking for. You're looking to negate the negatives. Yeah. And, uh, and accentuate the positives and eliminate the negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't mess with missing <laughs> um, And the other one is around three quarters of the way in after the, once you've gone to the 75K rest stop, you basically start climbing after it. It's a long hill. Yeah. It goes up on a big road, first big road you've seen in a while. And then there's a complicated bit where you come off the road and then the field and then back off the path and across the road and then up the hill. Yeah. All of this is absolutely fine. Thank you. Thanks. But if you're not ready for it, yeah. you could panic about it. Gonna When's confused. this field gonna, yes. yeah, yeah. gonna But because I because Emily had told me about it, yeah. it's it, it is yeah. you're kind of reducing that down no, to that's nothing. great. And what I'm saying is then something else might happen that you think, oh, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready for, for example, for how hard underfoot, flat, dry, chalky mud is. Yes. You think that would be the easy bit, but it isn't. It's bumpy. It's yes. unpredictable. Yeah. You know. So, but I'd reduce so many things down to not being a problem. That I had the space to deal with that. So be as 
prepared Ed. Yeah. As you possibly can and as, as psychologically as you possibly can. Get, work out what your own map of the event is and live it. But the interesting thing is, that's not really what she asked. She said, what would be my best advice for while you're there? Right. So what do you think about that? I mean, use it, you know, they, they look after you incredibly well. Yes, they do, yes. It's wonderful that your tent has been part for you. You can have a shower. The meals you can are great, eat and drink. So just follow your instincts, be in the moment and enjoy it. Yeah. I'd say try really hard if you're doing the weekender to um, take the break. Yeah. Think, yay, I ran 50 kilometers and then don't think about it again rather than spending the evening thinking, oh dear God, I've got to carry on, I've got to carry on. Did you do the, the stretching and the yoga and stuff? Didn't do any of that. Right. No, I just took the night off. Yeah. For me, the only sort of technical thing I think that might be interesting to others is how I don't really, I would only ever eat for fuel and I find it quite hard to eat or drink anything sugary when I'm running. Yeah. But I found fueling in between great. Yeah. I basically had three... You had two big plates, didn't you? At least. Yeah, I had two or three big dinners yeah. and two breakfasts, all yeah. made of mashed potatoes and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> vegan sausages. And they went down smooth and I had no trouble digesting them or anything. Nice. But like, it was like just following your feelings, you know. Yeah. I also had a really nice shower, got into normal clothes, had a drink, yeah. sat with friends. Yeah, it was lovely. It was like, like a holiday, Yeah. And which is preposterous. Yeah. You know, because it was still tied in and it is just a, that moment in the middle of the event. But I think that all these things come to just working really hard at being in the moment. Yeah. If any, that's, that is the thing. And I'm sure, like we were saying about parenting earlier on, people who'd done ultras when we hadn't must have been trying to tell us this. It's just you've got to be in the moment. Do and feel what's best. Yeah at any given time and most of the time it's very clear you know you get to a hill you walk up the hill you see a nice view you look at a nice view you get to a food station you have some, have food. some food and drink yeah. you know just be just follow the path and you'll get to the end of it yeah it's eminently doable it's totally within and, your and power and don't assume that running the first day is good training for running the second day. Yeah. If you haven't done any training. No. Don't assume that the event itself will make you fit enough for the event itself. No, and I think there is some logic in that. If There's you, a I kind of magical if, thinking. If we were running a thousand miles, yeah, there there's almost no point in training because you, you're going to, you know, just start and take it easy. But yeah, for this, no, it's yeah. intense. Yeah. But equally, it is the first day is a really good map of the second day but again Emily warned me about that she said about doing the weekender um, that because everyone starts off and a lot of people are doing it all in one day yeah there's this kind of huge excitement and this blast of people and then on the second day you just head off and yeah there's a lot less people there and more you're, private you're deep in the country yes and I think that for her was like oh this is a bit of a downer this feels like boxing day you know yeah. but yeah. because she'd said that I actually it just You're turned into a massive it, yeah. positive. That morning was such a uh, quiet. It was ridiculous. It was running yeah. up through these, through the blooming chalky hills, and uh, listening to skylarks, and just—I mean, it was like felt wonderful. It, it, felt was, really it nice. was intense, but it, yeah. again, because I was ready for it, because I knew what was going to happen and when. So there you go. That is the answer to that. And we get to our final. There's two questions here. Yeah. But they are. Essentially, the same one. And uh, who's your dream guest to go for a run with? Asked Glenn Stone. Yeah. And Rachel McMahon says, who would you most like to have a chatty run with? And here's the, here's the, here's the clincher. Yeah. You can't choose each other. Oh, well, forget it. Oh, oh my God. not going to bother. It's Paul. I would like... make it impossible. What's he's going to have Paul yeah. Yeah. Tonkins. Yeah. The 26.2 Miles to Happiness <laughs> author and comedian. Because he's got such a funny face. I will... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I think we were asked this the last one. I think my answer was probably the same. I would still like to go for a run with Camille Heron. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you saw what she did the other day. She's just incredible, isn't she's she? She's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And also it's amazing when you're a bit like me with the guy from Orbital. Is that because what she does is quite specialised. She's not a global superstar. Yeah. So when we said, well done, Camille, you're an absolute inspiration. You've got another world record. Yes. Or, you know, a couple of world Masters, records at once. Yes, yeah. Um, she said, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just... <laughs> It just seems to be 
what she, what happens while she's doing what she's doing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She's just sort of mopping everything up whilst just living the life that she wants to live. Yeah. On the brief occasion that we did meet her, she was so wonderful and chilled and everything you'd want, you know. Yeah, just yeah, she was relaxed great. and happy. She's, she's really a, good. For she's, me. you know, it's a bit of an overused one. She's an inspiration. She's an inspiration. Yes, yes, yeah. I again, you're right. We've answered this question before, and it's probably the same one. But I would love to go for a run with Johnny Marr. Yes. Because he taught me the guitar right. from listening to Smith's records. Yeah. As getting older, you know, I was just as besotted as a teenager with Morrissey as every other Smith's fan. And it's like one of the great lessons in life, growing up and being disappointed with Morrissey and realising that Johnny Marr is brilliant. Partly because he's just plain brilliant. Partly because he's, he's a much more yeah. relaxed, chill kind of biddable guy but that's just because he's a nice person he's got fantastic beliefs and skills and incredible history you know yeah yeah he just is happier being part of humanity and just playing his guitar he loves to meditate although he doesn't say he's no that's right he does his yoga meditation but he says i'm not very good at right. meditating i like to run which kind of yeah i get that i, I feel that, I that. and uh yeah, I, I just like to. They say don't meet your heroes, and I think having You'd assessed like to make my the heroes, him, yeah. yeah, I'd like to run the risk with Jamie yeah. because he just seems so lovely. When I played his, uh, he did a live version of "There Is a Light That Never Goes Out." Do you know the song? Do you remember the song? Yes. And if a double decker bus, and, he, and it's him singing to it. die by your side, and, the, and at a live gig in Manchester, and everyone's singing along. He's running, listening to it, and I had a little cry. Yeah, and at the end says. He says, thank you, Manchester, my darlings. You're wonderful. I'm like, oh, you're wonderful, Johnny. Yeah. So, yeah, that Johnny and Camille. Great. Johnny and Camille. Anyone else? Kissing in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Tom, what would it be like to meet Tom Cruise? Tom yeah. Brown. What's he really like? The thing okay. is, he's probably just really like his like, isn't he? Like the world's best Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'd like to run with... Uh, Tom Price, Magic FM DJ. Yeah. That would be great. There, yeah, he's yeah. on the wish list. Where, where yeah. Ronan? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather run with Ronan Keating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adrienne, Adrienne Mishler. Yeah. I'd like to kind of talk with her about how yoga and running, how it all works. You know, what a lovely little run today. It just seems really nice. And the, uh, the Q&As have been a really... Nice little idea, because let's because it happened because you had an enormous session on Monday. <laughs> yeah. uh, are yeah. you part running tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I'll get down to park on tomorrow. I've been tired. All, I have felt. I've totally felt that twenty with the hill reps in it. Yeah, I've been tired. As all you week. would. I had this run. What we've been human and all. <laughs> yeah. I ran six seven miles on Wednesday, yeah. and it was really funny talking about all the psychology of it and everything, because it was well within my power you know I ran really slow I didn't particularly hurt myself on Monday right it was fine you know yeah but oh like for the first time in months I just I was just not particularly into it right I wasn't even badly not into it you just a bit empty I just ran along just going, a bit empty don't really like this song right oh I'd like to get to where I'm going and eat a meal yeah and it's just nice to realise that you never feel I, I hardly ever feel like that yeah and, and that message to anyone training is trying take ownership over it when you get to the high mileage and, and the running starts to you know you start to it's where the, you start to bicker with running yes you start yeah. to fall out you know if running's the love of your life you put this pressure on it and you start to fall out with it a little bit that's good you're just testing a strong relationship yeah everything's going to be fine I think that is uh, I think that's really interesting actually because I'm at this stage where for some reason, whatever reason, I don't really want to race at the moment. Yeah. But I'm still really enjoying my running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you talk about Race to the Stones and stuff, I feel still curious about doing those things Yeah. a bit better. But it's almost like I've got to separate my, myself from the old version of me as a competitive runner. Yes, yeah, yeah. To enjoy yeah. those and just experience them in, 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 in a different way, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. Just, That's the first time I ever thought of that you could... You could go back and do the race. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I do think about it when we talk about it because it's not a macho 
unfinished business. No, no. I told you before and I'll told you again. All my critics crawl. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. Hey, not that. It's not that. It's more like... But it's interesting. I really enjoy the atmosphere. And you, you really have to make people. sure that it's not that. Yeah, That's yeah. It's a difficult thing about it, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's in my hands. But there's a curiosity about setting off more on my own on the second day and yeah. what that would feel like. And it's funny. Maybe you don't always need a massive why. No. That's the question I've got. On. So maybe That's it doesn't have to be that, that m- not melodramatic, but the more... Just to run from a different, slightly different position, you know. Yes. Yeah. Totally well, that, take it out of the race sphere. Yeah, that's right. Know. It is. It sounds. It sounds. It's a great name, racer stones. No problem. But it is when you see people doing it. It's just you can't say it's a, a getting from A to the B to the stones. It doesn't sound as exciting. No. But that's what it's well, all that about. That feels isn't like it? what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic thing it was. I just. I do love going back to it because the memories are so uh, yeah, well, vivid. You, you had a really meaningful time there. And I, and I think also it took the rest of the year to get over it. So from here, it's just a happy memory. Yeah. Whereas looking back from October, and it's to do with fitness. Yeah. You know, looking back from November, December, I was like, oh, I was fit then. Mm. It's all lost. It's all gone now. But now I'm training again yeah. and feeling strong. It just feels nice. But it does feel like it's in the past. Yes, yeah. Someone said there was a question we didn't, I didn't bring, but it was about, it said... Well, you should get into this because I was, I was a bit, I was a bit miffed. I'll be honest, because he said, "Rob, when you, do you think you're going to find the pleasure of running, just running for running's sake?" And I don't think that I'm, I've ever been lacking that. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> I don't understand know. the question. I don't quite know where that comes from. I don't know. Maybe it's just the impression so. that's been formed because I've been talking about doing stuff a lot. But I really do. I'm a happy runner first Pe- and foremost, and I loved it for project. years before yeah. you yeah, and yeah. I started talking. Yes. Let alone yeah, 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 like yeah, marathons yeah. and things. And I always, I think that I'm quite good at, they just give shape to your running. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. tip you forward t- totally into thinking it, about yeah. running in the future rather than running in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's to do with the fact that I, some people I know, when I run listening to music, they think, oh, he's not doing it properly. But again, I've just no. got a different brain to you. It's I, just I, different. The music's so going to be there one way or the other. People have different ways in, don't they? People run for a variety of different reasons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, someone who doesn't enjoy running won't run as much as you do. I certainly wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not. Someone doesn't enjoy running. Won't do 20 miles on a Monday. But then, no, that's a really interesting thing because I honestly, I get this now. And when you say that, that's given me an in because I look back down years. I look at um, when I was younger playing actual games, like we're talking board games Mm. and stuff like that. People say, "Oh God, Rob, you're so competitive," and I'm like, "Oh wow, okay." Yeah, I realise that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really just that it's that thing we were talking about at the Q and A that. we just don't do anything by halves. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. I'm going to do something, I just go all in. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not I'm genuinely not competitive with anyone else. Yes. It's yeah, just. I think me that's going, what people. I mean, if I play a game and I get all excited and go, "Ah, oh, I'm winning," I would also go, "Ah, oh, you're winning." Mm. It's just I'm mm. just leaning into it, you know. Yes, that's that's always my thing about that. That's a great thing about running. So you, you you compete or don't compete on your own level, don't you? You get you know. It's like if you want to take something seriously, you can get loads out of that. And if you want to run it for a pure experiential thing you can get loads out of that out of that as well yeah it's the other and side you know. of the fact that it's for everyone we talk about this yeah. I mean you know we believe this you know we always get on shaky ground when we talk about our, you know if we, if we have done I don't know good running or mm. a fast time or whatever it sounds like we're trying to win at running but everyone who runs is a runner and it's your run and you do what you like but the thing about that is that people can use that to mean don't take it too seriously. Don't run too fast. Yeah. Like, that's not fair because that's, you can do what you want. that is also a Yeah, run. absolutely. The other day, <laughs> Sophie Rayworth did a post about doing a really fast um, park run and, and still not being quite the fastest of her in her age category. And, right. going, wow. and someone came on and did the classic, said, oh, well, well, park run's not a race. It's like, no, park run, it's true to say that park run is not a race, but what the more accurate thing to say is it, it doesn't have to be a race. It can be whatever It can totally be a race. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's always going to be someone racing at park there's run. Someone doing there's it always going to be someone walking at park There's people run. doing it in 15 and a half minutes and, and that, people doing it in 40 minutes. And, and that's, that's beautiful. Fine. That's what it's for. But you have to allow... <laughs> Get over yourself, You have bro. to allow for both ends of it, yeah, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is what I'm going to say it. It is what it is. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness someone said it. It is what it is. Oh, thank. Oh, now I understand. <laughs> do you know? I think I'm probably going to miss my train to Morton in Marsh. But do you oh know dear. what I'm going to do, Paul? Oh dear. I'll get the next one. Oh well. And look, see this no. blossom on the tree. Spring is springing. Run, 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 run
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.